Welcome to the Davy Tree Expert Company's podcast, Talking Trees. I'm your host, Doug Oster. Each episode showcases one of Davy's certified arborists sharing advice with everyone about caring for your trees and landscapes. We'll talk about everything from introduced pests, seasonal tree care, deer damage, how to make your trees thrive, and much, much more. Tune in every Thursday to learn more because here at the Talking Trees podcast, we know trees are the answer. I'm joined this week by Tom Bishore. He's a district manager in the St. Louis area for the Davy Tree Expert Company. This is our special Thanksgiving edition, and we're going to talk all about why we're thankful for trees. And Tom, I'm going to start off with, hey, it gives us both a job, right? It both gives us a job. I love uh, dealing with trees. Uh, I'm very thankful um, for what it's done for me in my livelihood. I've been doing tree work for a long time. Um, you know, I grew up in the business with my parents, and I grew a love for grew a love for it. It's given me a lot of opportunities. Well, let's start off there. Tell me about uh, the way you got into the business. So, I uh, my parents um, were originally from the Chicago area, and I started doing tree work basically when I was get outside with my dad, probably around second grade, third grade, and. Every summer and every free time that I had, we did tree work, we did firewood, and I grew a love for them, grew a love for it. And then how long have you been with Davey and how, what got you there? So I've been with Davey for 24 years. Um, I uh, went to school at, uh, being from the background that I had, I went to uh, uh, Southern Illinois University, Carbondale, and uh, um, got into the plant and soil science degree program. And... I was getting ready to graduate and looking for a job, um, and Davey was right there, and I applied, and uh, I've been here ever since. So let's get into it. You know, we're, we're talking to a lot of tree lovers here that are listeners. Certainly, we're all thankful for trees in so many different ways, but besides our personal connection and our professional connection, let's just start talking about a few things that you're thinking of when you think why people should be thankful for trees. I mean, trees provide a beauty to your, uh, just provide a beauty. I mean, they're um, to, to the property itself. I mean, what trees, just some are just, there's so many pretty and majestic trees out there. And uh, just to me, it's uh, uh, when I pull up to a yard that I might be looking at some trees and I see these big majestic trees. I mean, to me, it's just, um, it shows that there's a love for that tree itself and it works out really nice. So. So let me go there uh, with what you're planting or what you love, love to plant in St. Louis. Talk about some of the cool things that maybe don't get planted as much as they should that you really love as a tree expert. Yeah, so I love planting uh, maybe something. We, we try to think outside the box and plant something that's usually not there. Um, usually, I love the ginkgo trees. I think ginkgos are really pretty trees. Um there's a black gum that just is a really pretty tree. Also, um, I also like the uh, um, bald cypresses. I think they're just pretty trees. I mean, I, and we just don't see enough of those here in the St. Louis area. And that's something that I personally always kind of try to push um, instead of kind of the regular trees, what you usually generally see in these yards. Well, let's talk about that black gum first, because if you're going to talk about being thankful for something, when that black gum changes color right now, <laughs> that's a stunning tree right it's a very beautiful it's got that majestic kind of orangish kind of fallish rustic look to it 
it's just a pretty, pretty, pretty tree. And the reason I, I, I another reason I just like it, it doesn't have any problems with it. I mean, very few insect problems, very few disease problems. And, you know, when we we're in the business of basically taking care of trees and if we're not, um, I want to plant something that the customer is not always continuously going to have to deal with um, down the road. So, I mean, maybe some fertilizer, but I mean, really, for the most part, we want to plant something that's going to be the best for the client itself. So let me ask you about that bald cypress, because I don't know a lot about them. And when I when I visualize what I think I'm thinking about, I, I'm thinking like Florida with knobby knees in the swamp. No. W- what is the tell me about it? No, for the most part, the bald cypress is I mean, if you have it in a really wet area, you might get some cypress knees that may pop up. Uh, for the most part, but most of these yards here in St. Louis, you don't get a lot of those issues. I mean, really, for the most part, we're kind of maybe a little bit heavier of the soil and it, the knees aren't sticking up so much. Um, they're just not sticking up so much. So, I mean, really, where they are planted in the St. Louis, you know, the St. Louis area, we very rarely have any issues whatsoever. Uh, they work out to be pretty good. So is it, I'm thinking, does it look like a Dawn Redwood? Is that where it's, is it like For the most a, part, yeah, sure it does. Sure okay. it does. So like a deciduous conifer, how big do those get? Uh, here in St. Louis, they can get everywhere from 70 to 80 foot. So they get to be pretty good size. Um, and they generally typically like, obviously, the more wetter areas where they get some water. They're moisture seeking. So, I mean, but really we have a lot of, because we do have a lot of heavy clay soils here in St. Louis, it just works out better to have those where they can seek out the moisture and help keep those soils kind of generally drier. So let's keep it going. Some other reasons to be thankful. I'm, I'm thinking just, hey, these trees make oxygen and we breathe that oxygen. Sure, they do. They produce, uh, you know, they take in a lot of carbon dioxide. And if the heavier the tree population, the better off we are. I mean, it's just uh, with what they do between water runoff and carbon dioxide and producing oxygen, um, those are a lot of things to be very beneficial, thankful for, for having trees. Well, I didn't think of water runoff. That is, that's a good point. Uh, that's a big part of especially growing trees in an urban environment, right? Sure it is. Sure it is. I mean, if you have a continuously wet area, I mean, my recommendation is what we generally recommend here is plant something that's going to help soak up that water to keep your water, keep your yard a little bit drier than what it is, because trees will do a very good job of that. I mean, the last thing we want to do is plant a tree where it's really dry, where it's not getting a lot of, um, you know, moisture. I mean, water, we got to make sure that's planted so it can get plenty of that. So is that a case where bald cypress would be a good choice? Sure yeah. Anything sure. else on, on that list to help out in that sort of thing that you can think of? Yeah, you- there's a few other trees. We typically will plant, um, you know, some maybe some arborvitae, some foster hollies. I mean, they generally kind of like a little bit of driver soil, but they will also soak up the moisture itself, too. Um, some of your oaks, too, really like, you know, some of your oaks will generally kind of do okay in you know, wetter soils, but really for the most part, we try to stick something inside that'll soak up the moisture. And how about just for the general feeling that plants and a forest and trees give you there? There's another thing I think to be thankful for, right? Well, yeah, I mean, here in Missouri, we're very blessed, um, you know, um, with a lot of mature oak trees and dogwood trees. And we're a very heavily kind of hardwood forests, you know, a hardwood forested area. Um, so, I mean, we're very thankful for the, just the, the fall colors this year were just outstanding. I mean, it's just, uh, when you have all these trees and 
you know, you have all, you, you're able to drive down the highways and see this stuff and see the majestic trees. It's just so pretty to see all that stuff. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, right now when we have that beautiful tree color and you have a great year for that color, is there a way to quantify that? Do we know why the, the color some years is fantastic and other years not quite as good or it just happens because that's nature? Well, I think there's have to be a lot of, there, there's needs to be some contributing factors to that. Um, I mean, you've got to have, I mean, here in St. Louis, we had a lot of, um, I want to describe it as kind of cool night. We had very cool nights and then warm days. And that seemed to quantify on how bright the colors get. I mean, the last month here, the fall colors have just, have worked out really well. It just, everything kind of came together. The glue came together and made that perfect conditions for the fall color. We haven't had colors like this in St. Louis in years, but we're this late into the season where we're continually having warm days and we're having those cool nights. And it just, it's, it's a great combination. So let's talk about taking a minute in our fast paced lives and spending <laughs> some time looking at these colors I can't tell you how much I enjoy them. You know, and, and for me, I've got two Japanese maples that someone gave me 20 years ago yep. that right now are on fire. You know, they're, they're just like one of them's a, a bright red and it's only for a few days on these certain trees. <laughs> and, and I have to remind myself when I'm driving up and down the driveway and running in here to do a podcast or whatever it might be to take a little time and enjoy this splendid, uh, show that nature's putting on I, I agree with you i mean if you there's so many different trees with some different you just have to take the time and just look at the different fall colors i mean we're we also have here in st louis a lot of uh, hard maples sugar maples and the colors are just outstanding right now i mean you look at your ginkgos with the bright yellow colors you look at your burning bushes with your bright red colors some of your um some of your other maples have the bright um bright colors too right now the sweet gums here turn kind of a bread you know kind of a reddish um reddish orange and they're really they've just got great colors i mean we're fortunate just with a lot of different trees with a lot of great colors that look really great well it's funny in all the the time i've been doing this show and talking to arborists black gums and sugar maples are two trees i hear a lot of and certainly this time of the year that that's for sure but I want to talk a little bit about the ginkgo because it's a tree. I'm based in Pittsburgh. It's a tree we use a lot, uh, you know, sure. in, in in the city. But what is it? Is there there's one of the two, female or male, that that has smelly fruit, right? Oh yeah. So if you plant the ginkgo, you want to make sure that you plant the male. Um, generally, when you buy these trees from a nursery, the nursery will be able to tell you which one you're getting. I mean, I don't think you can go to a nursery and buy a female ginkgo. It may, you may get it by mistake, but really for the most part, if you go to a nursery, most of these nurseries are going to sell you a, a male ginkgo tree. And people also love the ginkgo tree because they do drop their leaves all basically in, it seems like a day or two and they're all on the ground. So, and I mean, they drop the fastest. And their fall color is, is just outstanding. It's beautiful. We have a stand right along the freeway headed South into the city. And I get questions all the time. Like, what are those trees in the city, like this time of the year, what are those trees in the city that have that bright yellow? I said, that's a ginkgo. And uh, talk, if you can, just for a second, the toughness of a, of a ginkgo. There's a reason we plant them in the city. Yeah, ginkgos really take pollution very well. 
They take water runoff really well. They are just, uh, it's one of the trees you could probably dig a hole in the middle of the street and plant this tree. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to grow. I mean, it's just a hardy tree. We, we, you know, as business, you know, we're looking for trees that are, are not going to be, you know, not to be an issue. And that's just, we don't ever get called out to look at a ginkgo for insect problems or disease problems. I mean, really, they are the hardiest trees and they're just great trees. I mean, the only reason we may get called out to look at a ginkgo is, hey, what's the smell of smelly, obnoxious fruit that, you know, what, what smells like, it just it doesn't smell nice, you know. But for the most part, I mean, any other reason we're called out, there's just no other reasons we're being called out there for it. So, so you mentioned one other tree that I, I'm not sure everyone's thankful for, and that's the sweet gum. I have, a, <laughs> I have a friend here who works with trees that loves a sweet gum more than anything. But if you have to sweep up for what that sweet gum drops, you might not be very thankful, right? <laughs> no, the sweet gum is uh, it's kind of a love-hate relationship. Um they're great shade trees. I mean, some of the biggest sweet gums that we've seen can be anywhere 80 to 90 foot, have a spread of, you know, 60 to 70 feet. And they're beautiful shade trees, the great fall color. But then they start producing that uh, that that sweet gum ball that's just kind of a, uh, most people don't like that. They just don't like it. So, I mean, in, because, I mean, people can roll their ankles on it. It's, it hurts if you step on it, if you're barefoot. Um, that's most people just do not like that. And here in St. Louis, we have an abundant supply of sweet gum trees, which is say that. And it's funny that as adults, we don't like them. And I guess as a kid, if you're running barefoot, but as a kid, those sweet gum balls are, are the pretty cool. I think, you know, they're really, <laughs> they're, they're really fun for a kid. I think. No, they are They're uh, you know, I mean, I've had several clients say, hey, look, I paid the neighbor kid to send one penny per sweet gum ball that they go and pick up in the yard. I mean, they kind of have a unique feature to them. I mean, it's just kind of a spiny looking ball. I mean, it's just it's uh, looks like a golf. I mean, kind of like the size of a golf ball. I mean, it's just it's a I, they're they're just very unique. I mean, like I said, it's kind of a some people I know burned up, burned sweet gum balls, the sweet gum balls. I mean, it's just um they're, they're just tough to deal with. And I get, the, I get the concerns with them. I mean, but if they're in the right spot, you know, like with any other tree, they're, they're just great to what they do. So you mentioned something else there that I'm thankful for, and that's the shade that uh, trees provide in my environment. That's less air conditioning that I have to run in the sure. house. Uh, talk about some of your favorite shade trees besides a sugar maple, because I know that's going to be one of the first ones on your list. <laughs> You know, I think, you know, some of the oaks that we have here just provide really good shade. Um, you know, your white oaks, your red oaks, your, uh, you know, we're blessed with, you know, just, you know, maples are a good shade tree. Uh, you know, some of those shade trees are, but, you know, in the right spots, so can your, your bald cypress, your, um, you know, any type of oak or maple are just great shade trees. I mean, it's just, uh, they provide great shade. And like I said, even the, uh, even the, you know, the sweet gum provides good shade. I mean, it's just, we have, we're just blessed with a lot of good shade trees. So, I mean, really it, it's very, very nice. So when you bring up oaks, the first thing I think of, and this is only because I've been doing this podcast is all I've heard about oaks is how good they are for uh, the environment as far as a place for wildlife, you know, from little wildlife to all the way up to big wildlife. 
Yeah, um, we're we are we're here in St. Louis. We have a lot of uh, pin oaks. Um, not the best of pin oak, not the best of oak. You know, it seems like every other yard's got a big, big pin oak, but they are a great haven. I mean, they're loaded with squirrels. You know, those can be a love hate relationship with the squirrels because of the damage that they can cause. But I mean, really, squirrels and raccoons and possums. Um, you know, you name it. They these big oaks. Yeah, they'll sit inside there. I mean, they're great great havens for those and i i know from doing these interviews that also this is a place that that's a tree for caterpillars too like crazy huh oh yeah sure it is i mean uh the caterpillars will sit inside there it seems like most of these pin oaks really they're they're a haven for all kinds of different things i mean uh you know we don't get a lot of like um you know webworm or insects really kind of attacking them i mean for the most part we're uh, for the most part we don't get a lot of that so tell me if i'm right or wrong on a pin oak I'm going to, I'm putting out a statement. I'm thankful for my pin oak because I don't have to rake the leaves until later. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So pin oaks, uh, they're, they're a challenging tree. Um, they do hold on to their leaves forever. Um, it seems like, I mean, every single pin oak here right now, and we're a week from Thanksgiving, have also have their leaves and they provide, you know, they've got a great fall color. Um, you know, they, uh, they hold on to the leaves. Seems like they don't get their, they hold on to their leaves. I mean, you may have like a foot or, foot or so on the ground, of snow on the ground, and you've got leaves that are dropping on top of the snow itself. So, I mean, usually by next spring, they'll, those leaves will drop and they'll produce new ones. So for regular listeners, I'm a broken record. I always tell the arborist I live in an oak forest. I'm thankful for the leaves for the shade, but... <laughs> I've got a driveway. I got a driveway. We, we call it Kilimanjaro that, that I got to get those leaves off. But I'm, I'm thankful that I'm able to leave the, those leaves in, in places where everything, all the good bugs and everything can be underneath. And I'm thankful that those leaves are going to feed my trees, right? Sure they are. I mean, really, we encourage anybody with those leaves, go ahead and just grind those leaves up. Just put them back into soil so they can decompose and get back into soil. And it's kind of a natural fertilizer. You know, any decomposition of those leaves itself just uh, need to be, we encourage clients just basically use their more, try to grind them up and just let it try to biograde, get back into the soil itself and feed it naturally. Tom, tell me a little bit about the best part of your job and what you get out of it. Really, I, I, I enjoy, um, I enjoy, uh, me personally, I enjoy talking to the clients. Um I formed a lot of good relationships over the years with a lot of my uh, clients and it becomes a friendship and they know that I'm out there doing everything I can to protect their trees, to try to keep these things alive. Cause we realize the value of these things. Um, realize we also realize the importance of these trees they have on their property. Um, I just really enjoy, you know, if I go to property and see a tree that's basically sick and if I'm able to do something to help that thing up, there's satisfaction in the fact that we know that I know what I know to try to help that tree to try to come back to life. I really enjoy that part of the business itself. Well, I'm going to leave it right there because I, I know there are lots of people that are thankful that guys like you, Tom, are coming out to save their trees. And I have the team from Davey coming out to work on my trees. And I'm thankful for that. Thanks so much for your time and for all that great information. That was fun. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. No, it was really good. So it really is. I really do appreciate that. I mean, I just like enjoy. I enjoy talking about that. So I mean, it really, uh, trees are trees are my life, and I've made it my life. Well, I'm sure you'll agree. We have lots to be thankful for. 
Tune in every Thursday to the Talking Trees podcast from the Davy Tree Expert Company. I'm your host, Doug Oster. Do me a big favor, subscribe to the podcast, and I just hope you're having as much fun listening as I am hosting the show. And talk about fun. Next week, my buddy Lou Meyer returns to the show. We'll cover everything you need to know about putting lights on your trees outdoors for the holidays and get some great gift ideas for your favorite tree lover, too. And as always, we like to remind you on the Talking Trees podcast, trees are the answer.